0: I can sell like two to three per month if I produce that much. So what I believe is, I think the most important thing for any artist is the production. You have to be fully focused on production, 80 to 85%. That's what I have realized. Otherwise it becomes too, yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) things things fall in place if you are, uh, you know, if your art is improving and if you're spending more and more time in creating more than anything else, I think that is the most important thing for you as a brand, as you know, anybody.
1: your curator of inspiration, and you're listening to episode number 206 of the Inspiration Place podcast. We have quite an interesting guest for you today. It was against improbable odds that today's guest would become the artist she is today. She came from a large family in a small village in India. In her community, she says much of your future is already decided before you're conceived. Either you must become a doctor or an engineer. And coming from a Jewish family, I totally get that. I was expected to be a doctor, an engineer, a doctor's wife, or a disappointment. Didn't (laughs) didn't want to become a disappointment. So I became an engineer. (laughs) So our guest, just like myself, and maybe some of you who are listening as a young child, had a deep love for art. But yes, she did become an engineer. However, despite the challenges of a highly technical career, and I believe she went to University of Chicago?
0: Or you- uh, Illinois Institute of Technology in Chicago. Oh,
1: still not too shabby. Okay. She <laughs> sought out time to sketch wherever her work took her, and eventually she settled in Australia, where she started a family. The Australian wilderness and its unimaginable landscapes, tropical rainforests, and diversified wildlife inspired her to paint. Now, as a new mother, she has finally left her engineering career to pursue, as she calls it, a new, bold, and beautiful phase of her life as a full-time fine art painter. She heard about the Artist Incubator Coaching Program on Mark Sublet's Medicine Man podcast, and she's been a star student for the last few months, taking huge strides in raising her prices, selling high-end commissions. Signing with one of the largest galleries in Brisbane, and now finally coming full circle to sign with Sublitz Gallery in Tucson, Arizona. You're going to want to listen in to hear how she had such amazing success. Please welcome to the Inspiration Place, Priya Gora. Hello, Priya, and welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Miriam. Uh, I'm really grateful uh, for this opportunity you have given me to be on your podcast. And yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, just to talk to you. You're on a US tour. So where are you calling in from right now? I'm in Seattle at our friend's place. Uh, So finally, we have uh, almost completed all of our strenuous hiking and walking and running kind of a trip with uh, my daughter in the Kelty, in the carrier yeah and finally we are resting like so today is our first completely resting day after a long long trip of adventure and fun
1: very nice and how long are you going to be traveling the us
0: oh another week so i'll be going to you uh, going to chicago to catch up with my uh, buddies from uh, masters and then i'll be catching up with you and then flying back to la which is our uh, last portal before reaching home
1: Okay. So let's, let's back up now a little bit. Now I know that your family wanted you to become an engineer. How do they feel about you being an artist?
0: Actually, they wanted me to become a doctor. So so you're already a disappointment anyway. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So I, I became an engineer by like with, with a lot of struggle. So we are like 15 brothers and five sisters on my father's side cousins like cousins but we call them brothers and sisters because we are we stay together we are really close and things like that so i'm the youngest girl in the family and all my four sisters are doctors with post-graduation and things like that so it was like a yeah it was a difficult path but for me it was really easy because i could have never become a doctor i was a very very passionate happy maths person and in like you know I used to love drawings, graphic drawings and things like that. And yeah, so engineering was a path for me. So I really enjoyed my time in the uh, engineering college and also my career. So that was really easy choice. And eventually the family was proud of me. Yeah.
1: I, I didn't <laughs> enjoy it. I was like, I, I like math. And so people said, well, if you're good at math, you can do engineering. Because I certainly couldn't do doctor. I just, I'm just i not good at memory memorizing lots of facts so
0: uh, i'm not good at you know seeing blood and yeah oh, and blood. yeah dissecting people no i can't do it because both my parents are doctors and you know we used to stay like our home was on top of our hospital so we they had a three storyed hospital and fourth story was the was our home so i have gone through the whole thing like my mom uh, you know was a gynecologist and my dad is an orthopedic surgeon so have seen all the traumatic <laughs> things <laughs> growing up. So, medicine is something I really wanted to stay away from.
1: Okay. So, then let's now talk about Australia. One thing <laughs> that I find really amazing about you, and this is part of your success, we haven't actually discussed this Priya, but one of the things that really makes you successful is you're very focused on a genre for your art and a style. Could you tell our listeners what that is?
0: Yeah. So growing up, I, you know, I used to paint everything and anything I could see, but from last almost two to three years, I'm just stuck with birds. Like I'm not, I'm not doing it intentionally. I'm really not able to get over them. Like I'm, I'm just exploring and exploring. And I I can see that. I am going to take a few more years at least because there is so much to explore. Like they are constantly moving. They gather in numbers. They are flying. They are on top of the tree. Like it's, there are so many, you know, uh, compositions you can make out of that subject. And there are so many varieties of them. So it's just colors. Colors is something which, you know, we all are fascinated by the, you know, the birds and the colorful birds. And especially in Australia, it's just, unbelievably beautiful the kind of colors we have there it's like some of my friends and family from india they feel that it's photoshopped when i share the photo with them or something like that they are like no such birds cannot exist it's like it's that beautiful so i don't know i'm not i'm just not able to get over them that's the problem so that's why i'm just painting birds i never even knew that that's the very popular you know, subject for selling paintings. I came to know about that when you actually, you know, made me realize that somehow I have, <laughs> yeah, picked the well, right one.
1: Well, I don't I don't want to um, mislead our listeners. It's not, I mean, yes, birds are definitely popular. And there used to be an expression about 15 years ago in the licensing industry. If you want to make more money, put a bird on it. I don't know if that is still necessarily true, But what I do know to be true is having a niche and really understanding what that is and a focused style will make you more successful because that is what's going to lead to repeat collectors, which you can talk about because somebody who wants a bird painting and then wants a second bird painting, they don't want to come back to you and find out now you're painting ice cream cone. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I still don't understand them even a little bit. I think there is so much more to understand because, yeah, every gesture is different. Every time, you know, you tackle a new painting, it is not something very, like, which comes really easily. You still have to think about the composition and everything, you know. And sometimes it comes easily. But, yeah, it's it's not about, I don't think it's about easy or challenging, but it's just about I enjoy the process and I still don't understand The whole anatomy completely. Maybe it's still a learning thing for me.
1: Can you share a story about a repeat collector who came back for more bird paintings? Oh, (laughs) is it hard to pick (laughs) one? I can't (laughs) think
0: of. I can't think of any. I have a repeat collector who came. Yeah. So there were birds in those paintings. So before uh, getting on to birds, I used to paint an animal and a bird in a painting. There was some concept. uh, It was called Hello, "Hello from the Other Side" series. So there was an animal and a bird from different continents talking to each other. They may be helping each other or they may be just giving some moral or emotional support to each other, something like that. The story was always there. So, yeah, there was a repeat collector back in Melbourne who has bought like nine paintings in that series. So almost all of them except one who was grabbed by somebody else as soon as I uploaded. So it was really flattering. Actually, those was one of my first Few paintings like 10 20 paintings which i did th- those were from that collection yeah
1: okay and then the other thing i was very interested in hearing about is you have had a lot of success selling through blue thumb now blue thumb is that only available for australian
0: yeah so it's it's oh, it's it. available for worldwide collectors but the artists they represent Uh, they have to be from Australia. So Australians. Yeah. So it's for Australian artists. Yeah.
1: But one thing I found very interesting is that you had shared with me that you had started out selling there, but didn't have a lot of success until you started investing in advertising. Correct. Correct.
0: Yeah. So about that. Yeah, yeah, sure. So Blue Thumb has this um, concept because they don't charge a lot of commission, right? So, you know, to be frank, like they charge something around 30 percent and then they pay for the shipping. It's like a really nice setup. It's very uh, supportive for, for a new artist, you know, who is just starting out. You know, if you want to invest more, you can do paid advertising with them. So they will just take like a really small portion from you. Uh, And they will do a month long advertisement, specially focused, you know, for that artist and the style and things like that. And they have the experts and marketing, you know, strategists who can put everything together. So once I started doing that, I found it was really like consistent sales one after the other. And my followers also through Blue Thumb increased all across the Australian continent. And also I got a few international followers, like for example, from U.S. One of the collectors initially was from U.S.
1: Okay. Now tell us how that works when you sell a painting. You said they ship. So you find that you get a notification, I assume by email.
0: Yay, you've made a sale. Then what happens? Actually, Actually, the the fun part about Blue Thumb is like you wake up in the morning and you get a text message from them. You know, congratulations, your artwork is sold. You know, and then you click the link. You go. It's very streamlined. It's really they have done the whole platform is set up very artist friendly and collector friendly. So it's perfect. Yeah, I think uh, it's one of the best platforms I have seen for an uh, online art gallery. Once you click on that link, you just go there. And you put uh, very few crisp details. So you pick up a carrier who you want. You know um, it can be your choice, or uh, if that is not available, then Blue Thumb just assigns something. And then you pick up a day and time for collection. So you just take care of the packing. You make the package ready at home. You can put it at your friend's place if you're going somewhere. You know, or if you have some other plans, and put the address there. So the carrier will come. Uh, the courier company will come and pick it up. That's it on the time and uh, date. You two.
1: have to package it into a crate. So tell us how you're Correct. shipping internationally. You have crates made? Do you use a box? What are you using for that?
0: International packaging, we have a professional uh, professional packers and senders. So I use a company in Australia called Pack & Send. They charge like a minimal am- uh, amount for packaging, but they charge a heavy amount for shipping, right? Because it's international shipping, it's express, and they have tie-ups with DHL Express and things like that. But once you give the painting to them, you're hassle-free because they know that, and they specialize in art moving. So so what they do is they know that there has to be a certain kind of a paper which goes on the top, top, and then there are like multiple layers of, you know, bubble wrap, and then multiple layers of cardboard. Sometimes it depends on the painting also. So that's what they do. They they are good at it. So I just rely on them. I don't try to do everything myself a lot of times. I yeah. love that.
1: Okay. So now what I know people are wondering, is it worth it? So Priya, do you mind, and, and we know the answer is yes, but would you mind breaking down for us, like a sale that you made, how much it cost you for the shipping and then can, would you break that down because yeah yeah,
0: of course of fun. course so so uh, see like if if a painting is of five thousand dollars right let's consider that so what happens is if i sell it directly then it's a different game but yeah, let's consider if i sell it through blue thumb or through gallery or something like that right so if it's through blue thumb then it's like you did a 30% commission out of it, right? Okay. So we I'm have,
1: the, we're going to do the math for our listeners. I know you and I like are doing it right now in our heads.
0: Yeah. 30, but, um, so, yeah.
1: And by the way, I just want the listeners to know that Priya is now selling her artworks for $7,000, 8000 What's the most expensive painting you've sold so far? 9, uh, so
0: 8000 8000 8, was perfect. Yeah.
1: Okay. But yeah. we're going to, for, for this discussion, we're going to pretend it's a $5,000 painting.
0: Yeah. That's
1: a $1,500 commission to Correct. Blue Thumb. Yes. And then would you be able to quantify how much of that went to advertising? Are they advertising you per month or is it advertising per painting? How does that work?
0: No, advertising me uh, per month. So it's it. about getting more followers. And with Blue Thumb, how it works is if the followers you have is not like Instagram followers, they are hardcore collectors. Okay. So if you get even a follow-up, you know, even one follower per day, it's a huge deal. Like it's it's really really a good feeling because they are serious about collecting or you know getting uh, investing in art so yeah that's that's another thing so with that 3500 we, we we have left right yes. so yes. consider uh, maybe 500 they have for shipping uh, which is for local australia shipping because my paintings are big really huge right and if it's international then what they do is they charge the collector uh, the percentage some percentage for shipping so it's between them and the collector, they don't. It doesn't affect the artist, which is amazing. So yeah, so that is uh, another thing. And then you have your canvas cost and the your paint cost.
1: Okay, so let's call that a three thousand dollar profit on the painting. Correct. And then just for just for a discussion, how many of these paintings would you be selling per month? And then what would be your advertising budget? So like
0: See, like I can sell like two to three per month if I produce that much. So what I believe is, I think the most important thing for any artist is the production. You have to be fully focused on production, 80 to 85%. That's what I have realized. Otherwise, it becomes too, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> things happen, Things fall in place if you are, uh, you know, if your art is improving and if you're spending more and more time in creating more than anything else. I think that is the most important thing for you as a brand, as, you know, anybody. Sorry, I forgot your question. The uh, okay, no, I, I'm
1: doing I'm doing the math for them still. Priya selling about three of these paintings a month, which is nine thousand yeah. dollars, which exactly. is, which is a six figure salary per year because nine times twelve is yeah. hundred yeah. yeah. and eight yeah. thousand dollars, and then she does have advertising budget. Exactly.
0: So advertising—that's why I say advertising with Blue Thumb is extremely minimum, minimal. So for four weeks, or, so they they choose how the advertising is going, how the results, because they get the commission. So they have that strategy, right? So sometimes with the same amount, they continue for four weeks. Sometimes they extend it till six weeks by putting some amount from their pocket, but they will charge the artist the same because if it is benefiting them. Then they're going to invest a tiny bit as well, which is really, really intelligent and dynamic marketing strategy, which they have. So the amount is $225 for four weeks of constant like advertising, which is nothing compared to.
1: Amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Priya has been selling paintings all over the world. One thing that I want the listeners to understand is what she just said is she gambled on herself and invested in herself. First, and once she made that investment and that gamble on herself, and it paid off, then the company Blue Thumb—they want to make money. Companies want to make money, so they invested in her as well. Which actually, by the way, is something we see all of these venues do. So, if Etsy has a top seller, they will put that seller in their newsletter. They will talk about them on social media. That's something that happened with Lisa Congdon in her career. That you know, she invested in herself. But when she had success, they invested in her because it made them look at. Lisa used to be on Etsy. I don't believe she's on Etsy anymore. But there's Absolutely. a lot of artists like
0: that, that when you
1: invest in yourself, other people will get behind
0: you. Absolutely. So last year, that's what I decided, you know, because if I'm having such a good, um, you know, uh, good run with Blue Thumb, what I decided is why can't I just keep it going for the whole year, you know, as a strategy, like it's it's the best strategy one can have and where everything is delegated. I don't have to supply them any material. They use photos and everything through my profile where I I keep on uploading new artwork. Uh, but what happened this year is I had multiple sales through my own website and then I had some gallery associations and so I literally, you know, I had my advertising going on, but there wasn't much art at all on Blue Thumb. Literally, there are few paintings on Blue Thumb, two to three now, uh, actually. So it it became a really like it's going on. I'm getting followers, but there is not much on there. So that's the whole thing. Now, production has to be the focus for me. I think that's the most important thing. Well,
1: that's what we talk about with the passion to profit framework. Production is number one. Like, If you're not producing three large paintings a month, you're not going to have a six-figure salary. If you're not charging at least $5,000 for those three paintings pricing, you're not going to have a six-figure salary. Now, Bria is now in the position that because her sales are keeping up with her production, she can continue to raise her prices. And that's why she's able to sell a painting for... $8,000 Eight thousand dollars is because the collectors see that they go very quickly.
0: Absolutely. And when Absolutely. you're in that
1: position, you can raise your prices. Okay. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about your gallery representation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Super fun. Sure. Yeah. So you want me to talk about the U.S. one?
1: Let's talk about Brisbane first, because what okay. I want okay. them to know is that I know you really had your eye on Mark Sublett and his Medicine Man Gallery, and, and they they already. The spoiler alert: They were paying attention to the introduction. They know you have representation now because I told them. But yeah. one thing they don't know is I had said to you it's going to be difficult to get representation in the U.S. before you have representation in Australia. Correct. But now you have that.
0: And <laughs> let's so let's talk about that first actually what happened is i invested in a tv show so when, uh i applied for one of the tv shows which was australia based graham stevenson is the founder and director of that tv show he's a really a popular famous like legendary artist we have had he has he spent all his life in you know promoting artists and marketing them and uh, putting their names out there you know and stories out there like Properly, like in a very systematic manner. So I, um, when I moved to Australia, I was a big fo- follower of his show, and I used I actually followed a few of the artists he had interviewed. You know, like Catherine Castle is one of the great acrylic bird painter we have, and her art is everywhere, like on all the merchandise in any you know the boutiques and things like that in Australia. So everybody knows her art, and when I saw her in that uh, show, on that show, I really was tuned to the show. So I never thought one day I'll get an opportunity. I just applied to the show and then they accepted it. And then we went through the shoot and everything happened. What happened is the next shoot they had was with Red Hill Gallery. I had some kind of connection through that show with the gallery. So the people who um, like, you know, shot my show and their show, they spoke about my art with them, but still nothing happened. Then Miriam Schulman gave me an idea <laughs> that I should be sending them a postcard again, right? So I, I sent them this postcard with my art on the on one side and just saying, hello, I'm an artist and I'm a local artist, and things like I love the artists, you represent, and you know, that's it. You know, I would like to stop by and say hi to you one day and nothing else. So I send the postcard and the same day. Uh, she receives the postcard. I get a call from her, um, the gallery manager that our director would love to speak to you. And she wants to, you know, uh, she's interested in your art and she's interested in representing you like right away in on the phone call. And then when I went there, she talked really highly of the postcard again. And she said, it's the postcard which hit me, the painting, you know, I just loved it. And yeah, uh, and we had the initial discussion, all the formalities and that's it. I was on board. She wanted eight paintings uh, right away from me. And it was good timing because I was coming here and I didn't have to, you know, uh, keep anything on hold on my website or on Bluethem. And she right. took You didn't on. have
1: to, like, bribe a friend to package Nothing. your booth thumb paintings. You just, like, gave it the gallery. So there's a couple of things I want people to hear. Obviously, Priya has amazing artwork. So none of the strategy would have worked if you didn't. So like kudos to you on that. But do you know how many people I tell to do things and they don't listen to me? Like whether, (laughs) whether they're just listeners on this podcast or people who I coach. And so kudos to you also for like listening to a good idea, because a lot of people like a postcard, like, shouldn't it be an email? Shouldn't it be a formal letter? Shouldn't I send them a package? I was like, no, you send them a postcard. Okay. Let's go to like chapter two of the story. So Priya said, Okay. Now I'm going to the U S what do I do? And pray you can, what did I tell you to do? And what happened?
0: So Miriam, uh, again, to go back, right. I really, really believe, really believe that people should seriously not think of themselves as know it all. Right. I really believe that there are a range of different, you know, different, uh, which everybody have. And then you have to just, keep shut and listen to that person. I really believe that you are knowledgeable at what you do and what you tell artists and you are coming from a really right place. And, you know, you really want to help passionately, right? You want to share.
1: I really care. And I'm like, yesterday I said to my husband, the best thing happened. He said, what? I said, my client got another gallery. Like to me, it's like, it's the (laughs) biggest joy to help
0: you have success and and i can feel that energy like i can feel that energy that positivity from you which i feel from my husband also because he's very supportive he's always that go-getter and he pushes me a lot and i can feel that from you i can feel that from your mindset coach who is unbelievable sean she's really good she has been helping me a lot i think there is a personal connection with sean for every artist on this on your you know in your university so it's it's really amazing so with the second experience, what happened is I was aiming for, you know, five to 10 years of my goal, long-term goal that, because I used to follow, I, I was following uh, Mark Sublett's podcast, uh, da- what diary? That's Art the- Dealer yeah. Diary. Oh yeah, Art Donna, Dealer diary. that's right. So it's not yeah. called the Medicine Man podcast. No, no, it's, it's actually called the Art Dealer's Diary Podcast. Okay. Because he interviews not just artists, he interviews the curators, he interviews museum directors and gallery owners and everybody, all, anybody associated with art. So I was t- like, it's very interesting because it's not just artists, it's all these other avenues, which usually artists are not aware of. So I, I really enjoyed listening to his podcast when I, while I paint. So I was listening to his podcast and he interviewed you. That's how I came to know about you. And it's just because, you know, you just told me that Priya, don't expect anything. Just send him again your postcard. Don't rely on the email only thing or, you know, just send a postcard and it will reach him and just say, hi, that I'm coming to you. I'm coming all the way from Australia to Tucson with my husband and a little toddler. And I am a big fan of your podcast and the artist you represent. And that's it. And there was nothing else to it. And When I was on Brisbane airport, uh, taking my flight, checking in and taking my flight to LA, I received this email that Mark wants to interview you for a podcast and there was not much written in that email. And I was like, this is a spam and this cannot happen. And I asked my husband, you know, to pinch me or slap me to like, it's not true. And he's like, it is true. He has emailed you and not he, but his marketing guy, he emailed me. And uh, I just couldn't believe throughout the flight. And when we landed, we went to his gallery and I just took, my, took a selfie. I shot a video before entering the gallery that I'm going to this place and I'm so excited. And then when I entered, oh my gosh, like I have goosebumps. Like the artist represents. I was like, I was like humbled to the core. And I was like, yeah, like I want to reach here someday. You know, it's so beautiful. It's just you're entering in different world because all I have been to is public galleries and public museums, right? Not such a beautiful, huge private gallery. And it was really nice experience. And uh, I was asked to wait that Mark is out. He's coming and, and I'm like, mm, nah, maybe he's not in the mood to interview me. He won't and things like that. I, w- I had like a lot of doubts because things were happening really fast for me. You know, like I couldn't believe that this the was something. hadn't caught up
1: to what was really happening.
0: Absolutely. And when we sat, he set up the, his uh, marketing guy set up the cameras and he was sitting in front. And then I asked him, frankly, that I'm really nervous. And I cannot believe uh, because yesterday I was listening to your podcast and within a day I get this email and I'm here. And why, why do you want to interview me? I'm really puzzled because I don't, I don't think anybody finds their stories interesting enough, you know, (laughs) I don't know. And then he gave me a really beautiful, you know, um, that it synced with him because even he was into medicine and how he switched to art and curation and art dealership dealing and things like that. And yeah, he was really interested. So that podcast is also coming up soon. (laughs) So (laughs) he, he wants my art to be in his gallery before releasing the podcast, because he said that it will be the really nice timing because he can say at the end of the podcast that I have this artist on board, and her artwork is in my gallery. You guys can come and check it out. Something like that.
1: So it's kind of what we said before. People, when you invest in yourself, people will invest in you, and they invest in you because they make money from it. So, like you know, he's, he wants he wants to make money from it. So of course yeah. he's going to time it that way because that's the best way for him to promote your art is, is through his podcast. Now, there's a couple of things that our listeners don't know that I just want to kind of underline. So some of the work that we did together was really making sure your about page really featured your story in a way that's yeah. compelling to someone who's an art collector. And that is part of what Mark connected with. Yes. And the other thing he had he told me that he, that he shared with you is that if you had sent an email, he probably wouldn't have given it the kind of attention that he did wow. to a physical postcard.
0: Wow. Well, what, what yeah. Was- about that yeah actually you know yeah it's uh, it, everything is really humbling and what he said is i still cannot believe because i really regard the, all of these people on a you know i put them on pedestal so all the artists he represent so when he saw the po- postcard he you know found it so beautiful that he shared it with his wife who just loved it and then they both went to my website one evening and checked it out and they loved few of the pieces. One of the pieces they loved so much that he's like, next Hyacinth Macau painting you do, I want it at my home and things like that. And I'm like, he's, of course, he is serious. Of course, he's not saying this for the sake of saying, you know, he's Mark Sublet. So it was really, really flattering. And it gave me such a boost. It hasn't given me any pride feeling or anything. I'm just filled with so much inspiration that I just want to go back and throw paint on the canvas and create something amazing. Now it's just, I'm so excited for this journey, Miriam, because everything is happening uh, so fast, but my core is my painting. I have to go and express my happiness, my excitement, everything. I have to just keep it together and put it on canvas. Like that's my, that's the way I want to communicate. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. So I want everyone to check out your beautiful art, which they can find at caribou fine art. Can you spell that for everyone, please? Yeah,
0: uh, sure. It's K-A-R-I-B-U. So it's uh, Karibu. It's, it's, it means welcome in Swahili language of Masai people in Africa. So it has inspired, it, it has come from my Africa visit uh, of national parks and all the safari games we did. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I will make sure to link to Priya's website as well as all her social media places in the in our show notes and we will also link with the interview that on art dealer diaries that mark did of me and i'm not quite sure the timing of this podcast versus his if yours is out by then we will make sure to link that one as well I have a feeling this one's going to come out before his, though, right? Maybe, gotta, maybe
0: because I have to go back paint and send, send him part. the painting. <laughs> it's going to take few months, uh, Miriam, oh, for sure.
1: <laughs> so it won't be there yet, but yeah, it's going to be amazing. Do you have any last words for our listeners? Oh, see,
0: this- see, Miriam, I would like to say a big, big thank you to you, seriously, because actually. Thank you to Mark as well. Because of Mark, I came to know about you. And because of you, the whole thing has changed. I think the most important thing has changed is the mindset. Um, uh, it's beautiful things, you know, which Sean just yesterday she was talking about why you should celebrate everything in life, you know, any achievement, especially when you're a business person, why you have to celebrate it? Because you have to tell this to yourself every day that I am my ancestor's, you know, wildest dream. Mm. Uh, So it was like unbelievably beautiful quote i felt and i really actually i think everybody i shared that with resonated with that quote totally because where people used to ride bicycle for 20 kilometers you know do farming and things like that they would have never thought that their grandchild is going to go somewhere and travel around the world and explore all of these things and it's just unbel- i think anything we are doing today in this world is worth celebrating i think I really believe that, you know, uh, achieving something, accomplishing something and celebrating is breathing in and breathing out what Sean was saying. And I would, you know, that that is my last word. I would like to, uh, you know, like all the artists uh, to follow that particular thing. You know, it's not it's not about just making money or it's not about, you know, working hard or exhausting yourself. It's about expressing and then celebrating through that, you know, whole process. Yeah,
1: I love that. All right. And don't forget, if you liked this episode and you want the same results as Priya, you have to check out the Artist Incubator Coaching Program. (laughs) I've I've got a few tracks. Uh, for those who want to go on their self pace, their self-study, the mastermind level is by application only. That is a gated program because I only accept artists who are ready for the advice that I am giving them. For both programs though, you can go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz as in B-I-Z. All right, my friend, thank you so much for being with me here today. I'll see you the same time, same place next week. Stay inspired. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on Instagram at shulmanart, Art, and of course, on shulmanart.com.